Well, here with us is Heidi Pop. She's here to tell us about her ET contacts and other things. I heard you had a uh, Bigfoot sighting too. You might have to tell us about that. Yeah, why don't you tell us okay. a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah I'll, the, the, I'll give the like, long and short of it. So I was born um, outside Chicago, the Northwest suburbs. And very soon after I was born, we moved to Houston, Texas. And I don't remember any of it. It's all a blur. I remember nothing until we moved to Portland, Oregon when I was about five, six. And that's when um, some memories started. We spent majority of our time out in nature, which is just gorgeous terrain. And it was around six that I had a Bigfoot sighting. And um, I'm insistent to this day, that's what it was. I've talked to too many people not to think that. And the best part is, is my mom didn't dismiss me. I had a mom who really supported, um, she believed in, she studied all the different dimensions and realms and that was her kind of forte. So she never shushed me. So I got to explore in Oregon and I had fairy friends that I still recall, my little golden orbs of light all around. And I hung out a lot by myself. I had a sister and we did hang out, but we also spent our own time out in the woods and things. We felt more comfortable out in nature than anywhere else. And then um, cut to about 11 years old, we left Portland, Oregon and moved back to the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. And I was dumbfounded. Um, I knew my parents needed to, but for me, I was like, why would we ever leave such a magical place? And I kind of started some depression and stuff. It was really like, I'm like, I don't understand. Why would we leave somewhere like that? And I had a very hard time adjusting. I remember the first few weeks, even at this new school, I was in um, sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade. I was at the nurse's office every day. I wanted to go home and it was the move, but there was something else that just, I don't know, the, the magic I think I was missing until very soon after that, maybe another year or two, we found property up in Door County, Wisconsin. And we chose the Wisconsin, which is the, the peninsula here because my dad was born there and we had roots there and um, it's, it's beautiful. It's magical. So once we found this place, I was like, Oh, this is the man. I feel it again. Here's magic again. And um, however, about 13, 14, I read the book communion. Have you read communion? Yes, <laughs> yes. Driver. And I had the, the magic of multi-dimensions and everything in my head. But as soon as I read that book, it got terrorizing and that's when I was, everything split for me. And um, I started having experiences up there that terrorized me. And, and I always still to this day wonder, had I not read that book, would they have been magical experiences? But um, basically like the sleep paralysis, um, seeing figures in the doorway. Um, I always had white lightning in my room, which is kind of like strobe light, like looks like it's lightning out, but there's no weather outside. Um, I had really strange feelings on the water. I know we were talking about the Great Lakes. There's supposed to be a lot of underwater species and tunnel systems and things. And um, it just, it was more like, ah, what's happening to me? Instead of like, ooh, well, who's this? You know, like I was in Oregon. And as this is all going on, my mom is having direct contact and she is filming with um, my dad out on the pier who would always get knocked out when they'd see that when she would call in the ships, she'd look over and he'd be like this. So she'd like, she's like, this is just for me. This is my dad couldn't comprehend it. He just wanted to entertain my mom. And, you know, he was like having his cocktails, like, sure, I'll take ETs for you. But my mom was really into it. 
and um, they would like dance for her and have have these beautiful um, experiences. And it was she would tell us about it. And I'm like, that's great, but I'm scared. And she's like, just tell them here, you know, they telepathy, just tell them you're not ready. Say you're scared. Say, just please leave me alone. I'm not ready for this. So that was my routine every night. It, for, it was just putting myself to sleep a certain way with blankets and I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Leave me alone. But I would still have paralysis. Um, those tapes, by the way, my mom contacted MUFON. And they're like, yeah, send them in. And this is old school VHS. So she wasn't making copies or anything. And she sent them in and she never heard from them again. So <laughs> we don't know what happened to those tapes. <laughs> she thinks she has one more. But um, anyway, that we realized when my, my mom actually realized that Door County was a hot spot itself. There's a lot of old footage, um, like photograph photographs and just locals that have seen ships going down highway 42 and um this goes down into the, even the late 1800s i mean it was they've had contact and so she started meeting the locals who had experiences like her and they started to gather and hang out and when they would do that my mom would have even longer laps of time missing and her experiences heightened meanwhile i'm in the background like oh, what's happening and she, you know, it was kind of like, not exhausting for her, but I think she wanted me to have that magic again. So um, all the tools she was teaching me weren't quite working then. But um, I basically, every time we went back down to Chicago to go back to school or, you know, something like that, I just, I wouldn't have any experience. I dove into my school life. I was very busy with activities. However, there was one beautiful instance um, that I do recall that was in the Chicago area where I'm in my bedroom and I'm not on the ground, but I'm not in my bed. I'm like face down on the ground and I had a trundle bed, which is like a couch. So I was, I was basically rolled off on the bed, but not on the ground. And I was getting placed back in my bed and it could be, could be referenced as like angels or something, but I just remember a big blue orbish like blue, white, silvery, beautiful, beautiful. And I know it was a figure because it all came from one area and then flowed out, filled out the whole room. But it was one little area with a flowing light all around. And I just remember being peaceful and kept, I kept saying, thank you. Like, oh, thank you. I just said, thank you. And then I went right back to sleep. But I was like, that was magical. And then I go up to Door County and I'm like, ah, they're coming for me. You know, it was just a really weird, <laughs> weird thing. Um, but, but anyhow, when I left, um, gosh, I was having those experiences until I was at least 16, 17. And then I would be out driving and like out and about. And I would think I'd see ships, but I'd be so stuck on this imagery that Schreiber put in my head that I'd, const I'd immediately say, not ready. Like, go see my mom. <laughs> you know, she, she'll welcome you. I'm, I'm good. And so I never quite landed that contact. And then I then I went dormant for a really long time. I moved into the city of Chicago. You know, I had fun. I went to DePaul University, like barely though. I, I didn't show up very much to class. And I just enjoyed the city. And then I moved out here in November 2000. And um, again, things were a little dormant, but I was finding my nature spots that would always regenerate me. And um, I actually made contact here in 2019 and I lived in the San Fernando Valley and I had been calling upon it for days. I had done so much healing work. Like I had made the connection to that book communion. I'm like, oh, that was trauma. You know, was it really trauma? Like I was just, I was deep diving into 
everything. I was studying, um, starting in four, 2014, I should say, I was studying Max Spears and um, the Basis Project and everything you can think of, I could get my hands on. I couldn't sleep. I'm like, I want to soak it all in. This feels familiar. I want to get into this. And then um, by 19, I was so healthy. Like I just cleared a lot of traumas. I was, I was no longer drinking or just was very present and in my body. And I just felt, remembered my mom saying, well, tell them you're not ready. But this time I was. So I was really like, hey, <laughs> it's me again. I'm, I'm ready now. I'm ready. And so I'm just in my back area, which was very natural and a lot of fruit trees. And I made little fairy portals everywhere. Um, I was just sitting there and there is a flight path, but something caught my eye because it wasn't on the normal flight path. And I was like, huh, what's that? And I was so calm. And it, there was a hard pivot, like a right angle right over me. And I was just like, like, that's not a put, like, that was quick. And then it was like, I took ecstasy or something. Like, I had the hair on the, standing up on end. I had goosebumps. I had like, I was just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, hello. This is for me. This is for me, isn't it? And it felt like this connection, which was similar to the Bigfoot connection. I just had this moment of like, euphoria and joy and all the high vibe frequencies you can think of all at once and and then I started clapping I'm like oh is this for me I'm like hi it's me and I and then they, there was this dance that happened of these lights and I was immediately thinking of how my mom used to describe it like they would go out and then the other way and then in um, because my 3D mind was like, is it a drone? Is it this? Is it that? And it's a no drone fly zone because of the flight path. So I'm like, everything was getting dismissed. And then I knew how far it was. I'm like, no, this is, this is something, this is similar to what my mom was saying. So I had this moment and this experience. And then I chose to go look down and grab my phone to take a picture. And then I looked up and it was gone. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, sorry guys. I, I, I'll be fully present next time. And um, and then it continued from there. And by 2020, I, I spent time at East Eddy Ranch in Pacific Northwest. I got to go to all my old spots that I hung out as a kid on the Columbia Gorge. Although it was the crazy time out here, the blip, I call it, where everything's shut down. So they wouldn't even let you walk up to the natural sites. So I was really like a little distraught by that because I'm like, this is ridiculous. They know these sites are sacred. That's why they close them down. Like I was getting a little negative about it until I'm like, you're still in the presence of it. Have have your moment. So I felt all that magic again. Um, I had, I saw so many ships. I lost count at the ranch and it was, it got to the point where it was like, oh, okay. I've seen enough. It's time to go to bed. Like there was just hours of them. And um, I had what I think was an almost run-in with a Sasquatch, a Bigfoot. And it was so funny. I immediately reverted back to like 13. And I felt this presence, this huge presence behind me. I was guided to go a certain way to my cabin, calling out, saying, I'm ready to meet you, Junior. You know, are you who I saw when I was a little girl? Like, like let's high five. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready. And then I hear this rustling and I feel this presence bigger than me. And then all of a sudden I go, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I just run to my cabin and I get in the behind the door. I'm like, why'd I do that? <laughs> and so I'm looking out the window, like, was that really you? And then that night, I still swear I heard like these crazy sounds, like moan sounds. And then James Gilland was saying like, oh, those are just cows mating her. You know, he, he dismissed them. But I was like, I still think they were saying hi, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, that was kind of wow. funny. Well, that's not really a long short of it. That was really long. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> and again, yeah, we have to get back a little bit. For maybe that first encounter. So where was this Bigfoot encounter? The okay. little one was Portland. And then East City Ranch is not far from there. It's just across the Columbia Gorge in Washington. So it was like 45 okay. minutes from Portland. So, I mean, I know, you know, my mom used to say, you know, they're guardians. There's, you know, a huge population of them around here. And, you know, my child, you, mine, I'm like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> do you think there is some connection with uh, the sighting that you had of Bigfoot and then the ET contacts? I do because I just find them all to be multidimensional beings. Um, however, in Wisconsin, what I didn't tap into yet and what probably, you know, I'm still going through QHT sessions and really diving deep into those experiences because I'm finding very eerie similarities to the hybrid program. Um, my mom as well. She has had um, vicious experiences with her womb, as have I. And she's even encountered a being in her room once that she, it, she just felt that was her child. And then um, she also was gifted a child when in her late forties, my brother is 21 years younger than me. And it was after she physically couldn't have children anymore. So she's like, this was a gift, um, very, a lot of stuff like that. And everything that I've been reading about the hybrid program and how the military's involved, the galactic slave trade system, you know, that stuff really triggered me to be like, was that, you know, my experience? Was that the scary part? And um, for that, I, cause I do believe in the, the, the highest frequency, the highest vibration possible for these beings. They're beyond intelligence. You know, the consciousness is, so do I think that they were trying to hurt me? I don't, but I think if our military's involved, if there's something nefarious going on, if the, um, you know, if it's reptilian, whatever it was, there was something dark and nefarious because there is the magic that I was born with. So why have such a trauma time other than Whitley Schreiber in my head? But um, <laughs> so what has happened as of late, the last five four or five years, maybe all these little sessions, you know, I'm in LA, there's new age uh, has been infiltrated for sure, but there are really good healers and people connected to source as everybody is, everybody can connect to source. I, everyone is, can heal and, and connect here. We're just clouded and, you know, muted by our toxins and things. So, but the, the general message from people that don't even know each other, when they meet me, they're like, your womb has been hijacked. Like, you have kids, you have tons of kids, mm -hmm. they're maybe not on this planet, but you, you were used and abused kind of. And in past lives, like this is for eons, they're like, you're discarded after kids or you're only used for your kid, for your womb. And I'm like, this is resonating. So I'm slowly putting that timeline and those pieces together. Um, and I'm also hesitant on how far into it I want to go. I myself am a mom now. I'm a mom to two kids. I call them my little star seeds. They re they activated me. My my daughter was born in 2010, and everything kind of started coming back. I was dormant for so long, but then I became a mom, and I'm like, huh. And I'm looking at the world through their eyes. And then by the time my son was born in 2013, he started right away with the night terrors, and I call them terrors because I couldn't wake them. Um, mm -hmm. and when, by the time he was a toddler, he was talking about the lizards in his room that were trying to scare him and mm -hmm. he would be somewhere and he's very alert. He's, he's, he's not touched medically. I have to do my little thing so you don't get taken down. And so he's very, his light is on and it's bright. 
And so when he'd be in a room and all of a sudden just freak out, like scared, like something literally scared him and I'm in the room and I don't see anything, he would try to explain to me like something's peeking and scaring me. And that's again, when my friends who are really, um, they make their living by doing readings and things for people. They're like, he's seen, you know, a reptilian, you know, they're trying to scare him. Um, it started me on the path of really diving deeper into that kind of stuff. Um, to be like, what is going on with my son? Like, how can I help him? And then I'd start using the tools my mom gave me, like, tell him you're not ready, you know, protect yourself, put your golden light around you, those kind of things. I'm jumping a little bit around. Sorry. No, that's fine. No, that's fine. And the fact that your mom uh, has been having contacts for a long, long time makes you wonder too, if she, you guys are just part of this program and an agenda that some have like uh, Betty and Barney Hill, you know, I think they had their experience too of like he had semen taken from him. And there's other cases too of other contactees, you know, eggs being taken, having these hybrid children on board. And then sometimes they just have you interact with them and then you're taken away. And then all this other, it is a, a trauma. A lot of these people go through, it is, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, it's really crazy. No, I just wondered too, because there is, with the Bigfoot too, it was, um, I heard there were some connections with ETs uh, with seeing lights after seeing sightings of Bigfoot. And no, I was always curious of uh, people's stories when it comes to Bigfoot, if there was any, you know, lights in the sky too, or was there any other phenomenon later in the, on in the day or, you know, just in general, but not, not necessarily yeah. in your case, but I'm just talking in general, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know a little bit more about the ships you saw. Can you describe how they looked? Well, the, in LA, the ones here, it was mostly lights, and I the uh, and I almost can't put a shape because it kept changing shape, and it was like it was breathing almost, like it was in sequence, and it would be like four lights, and then it would go, uh, which would be like a, a diamond of four lights, and then it would expand to like, what's the shapes? <laughs> Hexagonal. There'd be like seven lights, and then eight lights, and then back to four, and then two, and then. It would just be like this dance. And um, for both me and my mom, there were different color lights. It wasn't just white. It was colored. It was just, but the colors would even change. So everything was in motion. Well, I'll, I'll catch it up there. So the, the I have another friend here who's a contactee and her experience was with her older daughter. So her daughter saw as well. So she has a witness and it was a living light ship. It was, um, well, she calls ship, but she would say more of a bean and it was in front of her maybe 20 feet and it was a bit a big ball of golden light that would almost go in and out of itself like a looked like a jellyfish you know how it would move like this and it would expand and go down and it, she'd be like are you seeing this and the daughter's like are you seeing this and then it would zoom up it went off into the distance But then you cut to a year later, she had nightmares about it. It was a beautiful experience. And then all of a sudden her dreams were getting infiltrated. And then she as well had a moment where soon after those horrible dreams were happening in her dream state, which was what you hear about the putting a silver table and abduction, you know, the dark stuff. She had a pregnancy that was completely gone. She, after that dream, she woke up, woke up the next day. I think she was about four months. She goes, I don't feel the baby anymore. And she and her husband went in and they're like, it's gone. Sorry. I think your body ate it. 
That's what the doctors told her. They ate your placenta, everything. There was no sign of a pregnancy. And she was already through the first trimester. And so that was like an anniversary of a time lapse from a year after she saw the, the beautiful experience to then her dreams infiltrated. So she felt a little bit like, almost like, um, she, she was telling people about her story, but she was almost felt like she told the wrong people. And then her, she, the, her dream state was infiltrated and not by this beautiful euphoric thing that she saw. It was something, it's almost like they're watching to see who's having these experiences. And then they do experiments on the per person who had an encounter, some, you know, something in that regard. So as far as her seeing that beautiful jellyfish like thing, I, I would say it was more mechanical in that it was just so precision movement and and it was far away. It was much farther up. Nothing nothing close to me. It was bright enough though, because I like I said, I was in the valley and it's city city light. So we had light pollution. But yet this was um again that euphoric feeling that, you know, came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't take anything that day. <laughs> <laughs> that day. Yeah. <laughs> I was no. Since you talked about the pregnancy things, the lost child, I was talking to Preston Dennett. Are you familiar with Preston Dennett? I know that name. Yes, yeah. but not too familiar. Okay. It's a very interesting guy, a UFO researcher. Talks to hundreds of people about their abduction and UFO cases. Very, very interesting. You should uh, look into his stuff. His YouTube channel is also called Preston Dennett, so he's easy to find. I can recommend it. It's very interesting, all this stuff. And he told me a story. I think it was Preston. He told me a story about a couple and the woman was pregnant also, but he was very far already. It was, I don't know, eight months in, I don't know. And suddenly the child disappeared. It was gone. She wasn't pregnant anymore. And everybody, the doctor said, we don't know what happened. Did you lost it in some other kind of way? And she said, no, no, I woke up like this. It's a story. You can believe it or not. A story like this, you, you, either you believe it or not. But if it's true, that's very strange. And there's uh, many cases where, where people say, hey, my child got taken away somehow. It's dramatic. Yeah, I'm definitely going to refer that to my friend as well as my mom. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it's it, that's trauma because and then what is it what what it used for? You know, that's when you dive into the cloning and the, the DNA and the hybrids and, and everything. Um, it depends on what goggles I wear that day, like what perceptive perception I'm using. But I try to go the high vibe route usually not in a faux way, but I really try to choose the optimum feel good timeline because I can go both ways. But sometimes I think, um, is this preparing us for the merging of our, the merging of our civilizations? Will all the hybrid children come forward and then all of us who maybe had those experiences go recognize these children and then we start bringing our civilizations together. I mean, that, that has been said before and that really resonates deeply. I'm like, are we the connection that down the road we're going to, you know, say, well, we're all one now or something, or, you know, there's the deep nefarious ones, you know, way you can go look at it. And I just like how far down each hole am I going? I, I'm trying to digest as much information about everything as I can, but what resonates the, the most, and I don't know if that's just because I love high vibes is, you know, the positive timeline for it all. And I'm like, okay, there must be a purpose for this. And we're here for a reason. And we've got, we, we signed up for this, you know, this was my little contract. I, 
must have agreed to this, even when as a child, when I'm like, no, I'm not ready, there's something I must have agreed to, or because of my mom and our lineage, there's some DNA, there's something they want. And maybe I don't get to agree. It's just going to happen. And now my daughter is now 12. She's of the age that my, the dark stuff start almost started starting. So um, she's aware of the fact of my son more so he's very receptive to this stuff, but they're both aware of, you know, when you sleep at night, to me, you don't have to travel if you don't want, you just have to ground yourself. Although, wait, I just take that back. If you're if they're going to take you, they're going to take you. But you can, you know, I do not consent or, you know, you put yourself, you ground yourself with your cord to inner earth, you know, whatever you can do to empower yourself, I think, to stay tight. I'm just watching over my daughter, really. I don't want her to have trauma at night. Um, she is a great sleeper. But with my little guy, um, every, all these connections, I don't know if you know Ivan Teller or, I mean, there's so many people that have come to me and like you're son is involved with Zeta. Don't worry. It's cool. He communicates with all these beings and he could be a connection one day for the future for us or some, I'm just like, what? Um, but again, he's a happy child. He's not walking around with, you know, depressed or like there's something looming in his head. He's really an engaging child. So I'm like, he must be doing good work up there. You know, he must be doing something, but there, there are several nights that I'm like, okay, where'd he go? Like some, he went somewhere and I've been recently going through something and I just had it kind of verified. It could possibly be solar radiation, but this just happened this past month. Now I'm, I color my roots. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I got, I got some gray and I've been coloring for a little while, but I have a routine and I know how long it goes for. As of late, I color my roots and two days later, I'm got streaks and I'm like, okay, how long am I gone for? What's going on? And um, the latest intel I'm getting, it's solar radiation. Um, you know, I could be gone for weeks on end. I know there's a group of gals out here and I, we call ourselves the galactic team, but they're on mission, you know, and they choose to, they go to sleep and prepare themselves. They're like, I'm on mission and I need to do this. And um, they as well are starting to have these solar radiation reactions, these things on their skin, the gray and that overnight, um, it's, it's kind of, and it's amping up right now. So this is very new for me. This is the past month, this, this gray thing, um, meaning drastically overnight. And um, with my friends too, it reminds me of back to the Door County story with my mom and the community she was meeting. There was one man in our town um, who was known for he would go through the town like I, I see contact I see the ETs you know and and almost like people were like ah it's this guy we don't believe him but he had raven black hair and then the next day he came into town his eyes were like saucers and his hair was white the whole head of his hair he was just like this and then he pretty much locked him in his house and he never came out again he's like if anyone wants to talk to me now they can come to me and my mom one night went and she goes, I'm, she goes, I, she knocked on his door that he has like chains and there's pyramids on every corner of his house. And he's like, she's like, hi, I'm Nancy pop. You know, I heard you you might be able to answer some questions for me. And all, and all of a sudden another woman was there and the three of them talked for a while. And that night my mom went home and she was really nervous. She turned on all the lights, turned on the radio, the TV had tons of coffee. And she's like, not tonight peeps. Like I'm still studying. I don't want to go tonight. 
And my sister and I weren't at the house. And she says, um, cut two. It's the middle of the day. The next day she wakes herself up and she's like, no, like what happened? She has no recollection of like time law. There was a big chunk of time gone. And she always thinks of that guy. It's the Dean guy, Dave Dean. Have you heard of him? Have you heard of that guy? I think no, I'll have to forward you something from him. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, now this gray white thing's happening. And I'm like, Oh, I, unfortunately that, that man transitioned. So I can't contact him, but I'm, you know, kind of curious about what's, what's this thing going on right now. I guess maybe <laughs> I'm having more experiences than I realize. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Back to the uh, Dane County area. There's another guy there uh, from a small town called Poland, Wisconsin. And he claimed that uh, UFOs have been landing on his property and hovering over his property for years where he, he built a, a, a landing port for them to attract them basically. And he has people come over, he gives tours of his farm and his stories that he has. Yeah. So I find that wow. interesting in the same area where you're, you guys are having a lot of contact. So again, yeah. there's stuff happening here in Wisconsin. I yeah. feel so too. They're either fully into like people are like, yeah, that happens. Or they're like, what a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. yeah. All these tinfoil hats. What's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> so with yeah. all the stuff you experienced and, and there was a lot, do you have an opinion on the UFO thing that was happening over the last weeks? We had a lot of sightings and stuff. Do you have an opinion on that? Oh, for sure. Um, because that peninsula there were, you know, the shooting down and stuff, it was all over. My sister now runs, she has roots there now. She invested in property and businesses and she has wallpaper in her business of UFOs and <laughs> people getting taken. <laughs> anyway, we had a laugh because to me, craft can't be shot down. Like I, I just feel it was a distraction in that sense. I do feel it's a hot spot. And I feel like, yes, there's activity and maybe it's a, a chance for everyone to give notice to that and pay attention to the area. But I, I don't feel any craft could, could be shot because they're of such future tech. Although I know the military has tech that they're not disclosing. So there's that, but um, there's also the consciousness of it. You know, they're, they, they, I, to me, they came down in the eighties and helped us with the nuclear wars and things. They put a stop to that. So This simple, well, we just shot one down to me is I'm like, there, there's something else to it. So I just loved that it gave on blast the area that I'm always talking about. You know, it's the whole Great Lakes and the hot spot to me. So I was resharing my sister and I've been sharing like, oh, you know, here we go. We're in the news again, but not in a everyone, you know, that something got shot down. It's more like slow disclosure. Like there's a disclosure coming. I do understand about Project Bluebeam and that a fake alien invasion. I get there's amping up for that. And I know they're going to try to tie fear into it because they try to tie fear into everything to control the population. So I feel like there's people like myself and the guests you've had on and my mom and all these people to go, no, there's beautiful experiences. There's, there's beautiful experiences too. There's there's contact to understand one another and to potentially merge us later in life. This, the, the fear of it all is to me, the sciencey military like control and slaves. And, you know, there's, there's like, there's a difference. I feel like there's a difference to it, but um, 
yeah, those have been amping up a lot, haven't they? And we as well out here, I guess in the news recently, there's been more sightings and it's not just Jupiter and Venus because those are so close. People are submitting those photos as UFOs. And I'm like, eh, it's, well, mm -hmm. I think that might be something else, but there have been more, a lot more UFO sightings lately. So it's becoming mainstream. And I think that's mm -hmm. part of the disclosure. So when we're going to see these other children or actually contact, I don't think we have a majority on this planet. We don't have the consciousness high enough yet, at least a majority for a majority of the people to receive it. So they're still manipulative. You know, they're still being, they're able to control the narrative still in a way. So the more we can share, you know, these experiences, I think the more it's going to make, I don't know, the understanding of it all, um, generalize like it's going to be like oh that's not a conspiracy anymore yeah 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 that's true and no you don't have to shoot them down <laughs> or capture them or something <laughs> like i don't subscribe to that very well capturing of them or dissecting them or the roswell i just thinks more disclosure i know my my grandpa was um, in world war ii and he was with the deep sea fishermen he was blowing up the the spikes on normandy underwater he's a kid but he came back and when he was at his drunkest state, he was telling tales of his buddy seen craft and like, this has been going on for a long time. So it's time to normalize it. And um, I guess lose the victimhood mentality of it and more bring more of a curiosity and a, how can we connect and humanely and in the highest consciousness possible. Yeah, that was a lot. I, too. I agree. No, I totally agree with you. This it's like a slow drip of this disclosure. The fact that they haven't uh, released uh, what they did shoot down the the four things they did shoot down, and they were really quick to grab that first uh, balloon that was shot down in the ocean. So yeah, it is even more mystery and more. So yeah, I think it is just that slow drip of uh, disclosure that we're going through right now. And yeah, again, the sightings of UFOs have, have increased the past few years. I think since yeah. Corona, it's just it's been and war. War has definitely intensified uh, more sightings. There, there's UFO and there's craft in the sky, but I also believe there's tons of species here on Earth now. And having worked in Hollywood, you know, you know, there's cloaked beans everywhere. And I was just at the Conscious Life Expo, and I don't usually go to a lot of those things. And that one in particular, you just feel there's a lot of beans there. They're all cloaked, and they're just human form. But to me, there's some like, I mean, they could walk like octopus if you if you let them. Like they're just they're not <laughs> from here. <laughs> so you meet the wildest characters, and there's Alien Con going on right now in Pasadena. <laughs> oh, really? So sometimes you get the characters coming out for that, but you also, if, when you work with energy so much, is again we all can. When you get clear and connected to source, you can pick up on these things yourself. So sometimes you go to these things and you know, when you're like, you're otherworldly, <laughs> like you meet someone, you're like, oh, you know, you have the expansive consciousness that you can, you, you're, you're understanding this. And then you get those that are just like um, cosplay people, you know, they're just yeah. having, they're having fun. So there yeah. you get all those kinds of people here, but yeah, there's a lot of, uh, I, I, you know, where of reptilians taken over and, you know, I think there's, you know, the soul jumping that goes on. There's so many multidimensional things going on at this moment. And it depends on what frequency you tune in that you can experience that. So that's why I'm not surprised I had experience as a child where I did because I was so childlike. 
and everything was very elemental and teaching me alchemy and my own my own magic that we all have. And then, you know, you get to, I was living around what could be a military experimental underground base, you know, little more nefarious, like meant to splice and investigate and dissect. And it wasn't mm -hmm. so magic. It was more like infiltrated. No wonder my experiences were questionable. And then like, again, no, my mom had both kinds too. Like what you said, like with so many different species of extraterrestrials having their own agendas here it's like earth is like the disneyland of the galaxy it kind of makes it sums it all up a little bit but no you're right there's just so much stuff going on so many different people having different experiences we talked about uh, the ufos that has been seen over the last weeks if it was ufos i received a lot of emails uh, for my german podcast and people telling me It wasn't UFOs because it can't be shut down. You cannot sh shoot down a UFO. And I said, so we have Roswell. And in Roswell, we had a UFO crash. So they're not free from failure, I guess. Or UFO drones. They're not, don't have a creature inside the, in the UFO. Kind of like what we would do. I think on a, if we went to a different planet, maybe send a, a robot and see if it's safe enough to go onto it <laughs> or do yeah. its own studies and stuff like that too yeah who knows I, yeah i had a guy sending me an email and he wrote a very long email and he said a uh, short version would be maybe there was a big mothership near earth or near sun and it did send out all those ufo drones at the same time when these ufos were seen has been seen there was a big um eruption on the sun hmm. and maybe it interacted with the ufo with the mothership there were some complications which caused those uh, ufo drones to be out of control so they can could be shut down it's just a theory it's just an idea but why not it's interesting though those all resonate too yeah there's so many theories i'm like roswell too though so you know there also is controlled narratives so if we have to be mindful of where the disclosure is coming from the slow drip of it and how I'm not sure. I do feel in due time when we get enough of people, everybody's stories together, the timeline will create itself and will it'll be a lot clearer. But for now, I'm just giddy over the fact that because I used to talk about this stuff on set in motion picture. My my job title was craft service, but they called me craftspiracy. So um, I would wear my ET shirts and um, I because it was all about the delivery and if I was kind and happy and gave put out high vibe and healthy food you know if they wanted to have a chat with me they would and sometimes they'd be like hey go over there and talk to her about it, an ET or something and then they'd, they'd give me a subject and I just start going and so I've gotten letters from those people that since I walked away March 2020 they're like can you believe all the stuff you used to talk about in the news now and you were right crafty lady and Or uh, tell me more or, you know, what else do you know? So there's, it's like I seeded the consciousness a little bit. And so it's not so crazy right now. They're like, mm -hmm. hmm, maybe she was onto something. And then, you know, being where I am in Los Angeles, um, not far from us at all, drives are between Nevada and just northern or central California. So we have tons of military bases. We have so much going on along our coast there, you know, Google Maps, you, you, you put blow in and it's just blown out all along the coast, all these, I think, entrances and stuff, so much going on. So there's so many of us that I feel are, you know, 
light beings. We're here just grounding and anchoring in the light to, to kind of help mute mute the dark that's been taking over and just kind of help with the disclosure, you know, in that sense. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun to get, hey, crafty lady, what was that one <laughs> you told me about? <laughs> Is this it? They'll send me pictures. Is this a craft? Like, how did it make you feel? <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Since I've since I got into the field um, back in like 2012, um, yeah, a lot of people have been coming up to me with messages or family and friends having questions or even having their own sightings. And then, yeah, just again, like because you have a long history, you have a unique long history with UFOs with your family too. So the fact that you just like to talk about it in general and have other people's interests come to you so it's pretty awesome i get that it's fun it, it is random and i yeah it's random it's it's fun to disclose i was very picky on how i would disclose before and it always you'd have to read your audience you know are they going to really listen or are they going to try to lock me up <laughs> and, <laughs> so there'd be some of those on set too so i knew just to like wait for my paycheck but um, yeah, it's so received now. It's very well received. And I do know because I'm of sound body and mind, I've really taken care of my meat suit. And it was questionable <laughs> 10 years ago. And I'm, I'm grateful to be here because I, I, I've been there, done that in so many different lifetimes. But I'm like, I'm sane. <laughs> like, I'm fine. I'm very coherent. I'm I don't divulge in vices like I used to. I'm just, I'm present. And it's even clearer now to me. So how can I not trust this intuition and these hits I get and this memory connection? And I'm like, we're on to something. We're on to something. And there's so many more like that as well that are like, oh, I know now more than ever that happened to me as a kid. I'm like, go with that. <laughs> yeah. Before we come to an end today, is there anything else that you want to add to, to today's episode? I'm just grateful for shows such as yourself and for, you know, I know it's been around for a little, for a little bit because you guys met on this show, right? Didn't you guys meet? Yeah. 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 That was so cool. Um, I just love the normalizing of it. Oh, I, what I do want to add because it kind of comes back full circle with my mom and being a mom now is normalizing this for the kids. I don't want them to have these experiences on the TV or the movies or Hollywood version. I like them hearing my friends' stories and my stories. And obviously, you know, protected a little bit, but I, they're aware that there are multidimensional beings um, on this planet, other planets, and they're very aware of dark and light and that there's always a choice of dark versus light. So to me, I feel there's a mission, not just for people that think they possibly hybrid programs or whatever agenda I'm feeling activated and awakened enough to share. And my mission now is to educate the kids about it in a very humane leader kind, you know, mom kind of way. Um, because I talked to friends who have had experiences when they were kids and they were terrorized, you know, they didn't have anyone to talk to or they didn't have a parent that believed them and what a change in life story they had. I mean, I see the magic in it where they're still kind of dealing with trauma. And I'm like, I want to, help those kids. So just listen to your kids. That's my what I want to tell people. Listen to your kids. There's plenty of people you can direct them to that they can talk to and feel heard. And um, because I know star seeds are coming here faster and faster, and they're here to help us awaken and ascend as well. So we just need to really listen 
And unfortunately, we're bombarded with stuff to make us not. So the more we can listen to our kids and the kids coming in, the better. I guess that's my last little message. (laughs) Well said. Well said. The good message. Let's wrap it up for today. Heidi, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you very much. And thank you, Dustin. I appreciate both of you. 